Welcome to The Short Score, your weekly update of rope and news from around the industry, where you can find the latest on the sport from the pro rodeo ranks to the jackpot world. I'm Taylor Vollen, and I'm your host. Today's episode is brought to you by Purina, and later in the episode, you'll be getting to hear a little bit more about our sponsor. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Short Score. It's your host, Taylor Vollen. Since last week's episode was such a hot topic, and I noticed there were some areas regarding the new crossbar rule that people had some more questions on, I figured we'd revisit the subject today. To clarify some things on the rule, I had the awesome opportunity to talk with pro official Harry Rose, who's been in the judging game since 1994 and has actually flagged the team roping at the finals 21 times. Before we get started, I do just want to remind you of how the new rule reads. The heel rope cannot come in contact with the steer's legs until both A, the header has control of the steer's head, and B, the steer's hips have changed direction with the steer having forward motion. A steer that stops, slows down, or drifts towards the header must still fulfill rule A and B. You don't mind kind of just explaining to me a little bit more about what that rule is, the new one. The way the rule read before was the header must rope, dally, and change direction of the steer, and the steer could not be roped. The healer could not throw his rope until the completion of the initial switch. Now it's making it easier that the header must have control of the steer's head. Mm-hmm. The hip of the steer must change direction and be forward motion. Then he's legal to rope. Perfect. So now, what exactly is it that you guys are looking for now? Well, the header has to have control of the steer's head. Means, you know, the head rope's got to be tight. Mm-hmm. That's the only part that, that, that is going to be different. The head rope's got to be tight. Uh, the hips have got to change direction. But if the head rope's tight and he starts off, the hips will change direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he's going to be legal. doesn't matter if he's still swinging. As long as his hips change directions, and there's forward motion. And what is exactly considered forward motion? I know we had some comments. People were wondering what that exactly is going to be. Just as long as that steer has started going forward. Like if you're standing still Mm -hmm. and you go to take a step, you're starting your forward motion. Perfect. Someone was asking, is it going off of the back legs before the rope can touch, or is it front shoulders and legs? No, the back legs. Back legs. Back hips have got to change direction and then have a forward motion to it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still going to be probably some swing, and that's not going to matter anymore. Mm-hmm. As long as there's forward motion. Okay. Some of those places, like the NFR, uh, there's always swing at the NFR because the arena is so small. Mm -hmm. so what is taking away the switch is kind of the biggest difference correct between the new rule yes yes the switch how much swing are you going to allow where does the switch end Mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people are getting hung up on Mm -hmm. so what exactly makes this rule easier now or more simple by just taking that switch out you don't have to worry about if he's swinging, 
just look for the forward motion and as long as his hips have changed direction. Got it. Level up your horse's performance this season with choices from Purina Animal Nutrition. From Purina Ultium Competition Formula to Purina Impact Pro Performance and everything in between, Purina has the right option for your horse, including supplements like Purina Super Sport Amino Acid Supplement, Purina Amplify High Fat Supplement, and Purina Outlast Gastric Support Supplement. There are many choices for optimal nutrition when you choose Purina, all backed by science. Level up your performance this season and put Purina's research to the test. Ask for Purina at your local feed retailer today. Something that I think is worth noting too about the new crossfire rule is that it actually was expedited. So according to the PRCA rulebook, a rule proposal must be published in the PRCA business section no less than once per month for an entire year and shall not be acted upon by the competition committee until the legislative meetings of the competition committee in the calendar year following the year in which the proposal is first published. However, the rulebook also states that in some cases, a proposal can be voted on to not have to wait an entire year, and as you've probably guessed, that was the case here with this rule. So to better understand the entire process for making this rule change, why this was the best change and why it needed to happen so quickly, I spoke with someone who can definitely explain it a lot better for you guys than I can, and also, most importantly, played a huge role in the proposal, and that is 2019 world champ Wesley Thorpe. So tell me a little bit about, first off, just kind of the process of creating a rule or changing a rule in the PRCA because it's completely done by you contestants, correct? Yes. In this case, um, in this case, it was something where I think everybody was ready for a change um, with the rule. And header, I mean, I think it starts with headers are getting better at still being able to use the rope but also having a lot of control um you know more guys are good at, at rounding the steer out and handling the steer better um while they're using the rope you know throwing more rope but still being able to handle the steer so i think is what you've seen um the past couple of years mm -hmm. or guys are getting it on the steer fast reaching but then they're rolling the steers better or even if they don't reach they're still heading them and rounding the steers out more and kind of making a smoother corner and as what happened is those steers were rolling more than than used to and when they would roll sometimes they would make another hit further down the arena mm -hmm. and when that happened i think uh in the old rule it was called you know they had to complete the switch before mm -hmm. the rope was delivered and with that being said it, you were splitting the judge's eyes having to watch the rope being delivered which means technically leave your hand and when the steer completes the switch well really when we broke it down nobody could um really simplify or even define what the switch actually was and everybody had their own opinion of that mm -hmm. and it was causing a lot of problem because that steer would be rolling and then make a make a hit or might make a drastic move after it was legal 
and the judge was seeing that as a switch, which rightfully so, because it was an abrupt corner or something after it was legal, and um, and also have to tell when the heater delivered. So if the heater right. might have stopped his delivery and the flagger was thinking he did deliver or if I, you know, it's it's hard to split eyeballs when it comes to what Steer's doing and the Roper's hands doing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody's ready for a change. Um, so we kind of sat down and studied it. And when you, it, everyone thinks it's easy to write a rule <laughs> until it comes down to writing it in the best, simplest form possible that doesn't have some sort of conflict somewhere right Mm -hmm. so it seems you know you think oh i'll sit down it it actually took a lot of time to look it over and think about it and okay well that that wording didn't work for this situation or this wording didn't work for that situation or oh this is going to cause a problem here Mm -hmm. when it came down to it we had to find one spot for the judge to look and that was the hips and what they did and after those hips did what they're supposed to do as long as they did that the rope could touch at any time gotcha so the eyeballs were able to be focused on (laughs) one thing only and so that's where we started and tried to simplify it the best we could to where your you know the the flagger or judge to focus on one thing only Mm -hmm. um and kind of help not cater but but help define what the switch was but also take the switch out of the equation or the in tow because that was one that everybody you've probably seen all over social media everybody's <laughs> hung up on this in tow thing mm-hmm. and they think well in tow hadn't even been in the rule book actually in a while but um anyway that that needed to be cleared up because I mean, I've been rodeoing for seven, eight years. I don't even know what in tow means. And <laughs> the switch is, it's just roping as a ball. Steers have gotten a little smaller. People do it a little different. Handles have gotten a little smoother. Things like that. So it just needed to be rewritten. Um, and I think, you know, after having a seminar, guy, it, it will, obviously it's never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, I don't expect to be perfect. I just think that it's at least a step in the right direction with the PRCA working with the Cowboys to help make a change, um, to upgrade, you know, to the, to current, uh, competition. And so I think that's a good thing. Yeah. How long ago was it? Do you remember when it was that you guys kind of sat down and got this process started? Uh, it started in the fall whenever we started making progress on it somewhere mm-hmm. around October. Mm-hmm. And you played, from what I was told, a very major part in it, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't take, <laughs> take I credit. Anything. It's not. I. I just. I've. I communicate a lot, you know, with judges and Rick and guys up there, and I feel like I have a pretty good relationship with them, and I was able to kind of help put some of that together, and then I tried to do my part um, as well with the flagger that I've known a long time to help write the rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I tried to do my best on that part. I just, um, you know, I definitely think it's easy to complain. I, I don't know. I've always, I have a pet peeve about people complaining and not doing anything to help. So if I'm going to, you know, have a problem with anything, I'm either going to do my part to help or 
keep a mouth shut. Yeah, because action speaks so much louder than words, I feel like. I, I totally agree, and I just think, I, and I really not, I, I usually don't, I just don't like complaining, I really don't, so mm-hmm. I, I felt like whenever Rick was definitely willing, he had, actually at the beginning of the year, he was willing to, he wanted to rewrite this rule and things, and um, so we kind of stayed in touch along the way and then had a chance to do it and uh, sat down and, and kind of tried to make some of these changes happen the best mm-hmm. we could, and yeah. Was it a pretty big group of you guys that worked on it together? Uh, you know, there was some guys that showed up at the seminar that we had when all the judges came over. Mm-hmm. But um, the first day that we, it was mainly the 12 main judges, uh, myself, and then a well-known flagger that, that I've kind of known mm-hmm. since I was little, started roping. He flags ropings all over the country. Yeah. Biggest ropings. But, uh, it was mainly us starting out, and then we kind of, you know, wrote the rule best we could tell and showed it to other competitors, and, and they all seemed to kind of get on board with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure there's going to, you know, we tried to show it to as many people as we could, mm-hmm. uh, whether circuit guys or guys that are rodeoing full-time. But, um, like I said, we, we you know, there, obviously there's going to be somebody that thought it was probably – not written right but I, I would like to add that like if you get too complex it doesn't work and there's right. no way it, you know if you start talking about 90 degree angles <laughs> and this happening and if this happens you void void this rule and mm. all this we played a lot of scenarios and tried to cut out any gray area as far as making it too complicated because I mean there are all kinds of ways you can word it and that might work but as far as training that many judges and and people and get on the same page you have to make it possible and that was the goal behind it Mm -hmm. no and that makes sense and kind of like you said like it's not ever going to be perfect but making it more simple is a step in the right direction i definitely feel like absolutely because i mean the last thing we wanted to do was take the rule out i mean you can't with the, the ability guys have today, I mean, you know, if you take that out, it definitely ruins our sport. So we did not want to, you know, we didn't want to ruin the sport and take the rule out at all. It wasn't even an option. So um, we just wanted to simplify it and try to get it, try to get it improved the best we could. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a common misconception then, huh? Because you see a lot of people saying, just take it out, just take it out. But that's not actually what you guys want, it sounds like. That, that's right. We don't. We definitely don't want it taken out because I think you'll see guys uh, do do better that shouldn't do as well. You know, it'll take a worse horse. Uh, it, it'll really, it just really kind of ruins the sport. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you get by with more lucky things you could get by with. Um, you could, you know, it's. I just think it's. Um, you got to hold the the foundation of the sport in general that's a big part of it being able to ride in a good position and still throw fast as you can without cheap you know so yeah and yeah i, I you know i do see that all over social media and that's, <laughs> the guys that are the best at throwing fast mm-hmm. or across per se do not want that so yeah. i mean there's not really anybody in favor of that mm-hmm. so i think that says a lot in itself right 
Tell me a little bit about that seminar that you had at your house, because I don't feel like a lot of people know about that, but from everything that I've heard, it was a really positive, really good day is what it sounded like. So just kind of tell me what that was. I think so. I mean, we just, <laughs> we, I tried to invite as many people as I could that live around here that, that are, you know, in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys chose not to come. Uh, some guys did. Um, and there was a handful of us, and we tried to have – I actually had a, some realistic steers and some older steers that kind of followed and did some things. So I tried to have a, ver- a big variety of steers um, to practice on it for so that we could kind of get a look. And, and we actually had uh, some good video um, to be able to get footage of it, and we would video it. And if there was a question, the judges could watch it and see what we thought. And uh, they, they watched it from different angles and – you know, different guys would stand in different areas and watch it. We flagged from a few different spots. And I just thought it was good for the judges and the team ropers to communicate together. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way that they also knew we're trying to help and not just complain mm-hmm. as well as we know. You know, they, they didn't – they actually all – 12 of the main judges came down. I mean, they came they, – they had the I, – I believe it was optional the way I was described to me, and they all – all chose to come mm-hmm. so i mean it showed an effort on their oh, part yeah. to, to come and um so i thought that was pretty neat and we we definitely i tried to do the best i could to get some different scenarios set up and i thought it was good to communicate on, on what we thought to get it um on the same page anyway because at the end of the day whatever the rule is as long as it's consistent it works mm-hmm. you know I think if those 12 guys can have a consistent view of it and can help train uh, the other guys along the way, it will make a big difference. Right. I feel like that kind of answers my next question, but like we said, it's never going to be perfect, but what is it that you guys, you healers, and well, and headers, because you guys are a team, but what is it that you guys want from judges you know what I mean is it just that consistency where you guys are can agree on the call yeah I, I think the key there is just consistency and an understanding of um, you know the last, I think the last thing you want to do is is everybody puts a lot of effort um, into the sport I mean you're traveling all over the yeah. country so places you got partners and family involved and the whole deal so I think everybody's uh, scattered out and trying to get somewhere. And I think the last thing you want to do is put in all the effort you for what you think is a rule or what you think you've prepared for, and then all of a sudden it gets it, it gets called against you or, or what you or what isn't the rule or called a different mm-hmm. way or however you want to say it. So I think um, as long as it's consistent and everybody knows what what they're supposed to do in their event and the clearer that is the better so i think that's the you know consistency is the key there as mm-hmm. far as what i was looking for and i think i think that's the goal why um, was this the change that you guys decided on like the new rule why is why do you think that wording works to me it, it works because it is it is set up for soon as this happens that's over mm-hmm. there's nothing to look for after you know the judge can say when the hips do this okay this has happened boom it's done mm-hmm. all i gotta watch is hips and then after this you know i can set my alarm off or whatever and no matter what happens after that it doesn't matter it's it has been legal so 
I think in the past there was a the way it was worded was okay this happened oh man he switched again or something and in that all it might not have been complete the switch wasn't complete so it it was almost like a never ending of yeah. when it could be legal if something happened after that time so it's hard to follow in terms of it, it could you know obviously or if they were studied on the heat or throwing and then there was a sudden movement down the arena you know with the switch or something it may have thrown a red flag to you know the judge's mind to where it triggered him as that was a switch so i think this eliminates that to where you, they can focus on one thing and after that happened it's over mm-hmm. and it's it, so uh, that is why that that was the goal and how the rule was written to where they could look for almost why to flag it clean instead of why not to flag it clean they're, yeah. they're, you know, it was almost set up the other way to where they were looking for that word switch. And if that happens, I'm going to flag them out. Mm-hmm. And, and it's almost like it could have been a smooth handle and then a switch happened and you got flagged out. And it's almost, it just seems like it's flipped to where in the judge's mind, it could be where, when can I flag them clean versus how not to flag them clean. You gotcha. know, they're, they're looking mm-hmm. for why to flag them instead of why not to. Yeah, that's fair. Why was it so important? And it's going to be a no-brainer, I feel like. But this process was kind of sped up for y'all, wasn't it? Like, it was kind of, I guess you could say, expedited. Yes. Why was that so important? So, I think that team roping has gotten so competitive. Uh, More guys have have just stepped up to the plate. There's younger guys involved that have stepped up. And it's just gotten so competitive to where they're just – you know, little just little mistakes and rules or times or where you throw could make a huge difference. And mm-hmm. these a lot of these rodeos are tournament style. So, you know, in the winter, if you maybe get flagged out for crossfire in the third one at San Antonio, it keep but you had to be fast, so you had to take a fast throw, but you're splitting hairs and if you're flagged out you don't advance to the semis. Right. You know, you're you're kinda out of the whole thing. And um I, I just think it's there's been enough whether it was coincidentally or what there's been enough scenarios happen that cost guys pretty big opportunities um, in those positions whether it was the semis or finals or get them to the finals or, or however that laid out it just seemed like there was enough instances where I think everybody uh, was ready for a change I think the judges were the PRC yeah. was the Cowboys were so whenever um you know they were getting tired of being put in that position as well um i just think that that calls for whenever when everybody's uncomfortable with the situation i think it's a good time for a change so mm-hmm. um that uh, and and caleb Drigger stepped in as the new team roping director and i think he's you know the, the great person for that role so um he's very on the ball takes care of business um, you really don't want anybody else, you know, I don't think there's anybody else that could do a better job. So he played a big role in communicating with PRCA and the judges and helping us all um, work together instead of, you know, this group of Cowboys having this idea, this group having this idea, and this group having, you know, we we travel all over the damn world and we don't communicate amongst ourselves enough. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, um, I do think if the Cowboys communicated better, they could get more things changed for the better. Not not in a negative way, just being able to work together to to get to make a plan. You yeah. know, because we can't we can't even agree amongst ourselves. How can we expect them to make it better? True, and that uh, takes. I mean, that's very mature to to say that. I feel like. And I, I think that's I think that's our biggest hole in general. Is mm-hmm. it's our fault more than it is anybody else's. So, um, I just think it, it was a good good step. It all kind of worked itself out. You know, Trigger's helped play a role. The PRC has been supportive in it. Uh, Rick Smith, he's head of officials. Mm-hmm. I think he did a job uh, being proactive and and seeing that through. And uh, Tom, you know, Tom seems to want to do what he can to, to better the sport. So I, th- I think it just kind of all worked worked together in a positive way to, you know, they realized there was a problem and, you know, Cowboys worked together to try to make, you know, mm-hmm. to try to feel better. And then it just kind of kept moving forward and, and there was no, no need to wait for that. Yeah. Well, and it's just so refreshing. It's, you know, it's such a divisive call, I feel like. You know, it causes so much pro- so many problems. So it's nice to see that you guys, you know, took matters in your own hands, getting the rule fixed, and you guys had support from the judges. I feel like that's a refreshing point of view. I, I do too. I, I think that was, like I said, I think that was a good thing that did come from the seminar. It was, it was more of how can we work together to make, to make, you know, maybe not just on the crossbar, but how do we, as a whole, what do we need to all look for? Because, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're not trying to, you know dictate our event they're just there to do their job and i think the more you communicate with what works the best mm-hmm. and what everybody's looking for it's it's a lot easier to get on the same page right so you feel good about it you feel like it's a good fix i you know i like i said i don't think it'll be perfect i don't think you could ever expect that i mean there's going to be there's going to be contestants think it you know, didn't work enough, or there's going to be, it's just, it's never going to be perfect, mm-hmm. but I do think it was a good move in the right direction as far as uh, on the contestant side and the PRCA side working together to try to make it better. Mm-hmm. I, it will be better. Um, you know, I, I do. I mean, I think it will help. Um, I don't think there, I think the more borderline calls will be flagged clean, mm-hmm. is my opinion. I think I don't necessarily think it'll be more necessarily more lenient. I just don't think you'll see as many calls that that were blatant or borderline. I don't think you'll see as many of them get flagged out. Right. That's my opinion. Right. Well, Leslie, I really appreciate you talking with me. You bet. Absolutely. To wrap up today's episode, we'll give you a little update from the Pro Rodeo Road. This weekend saw some smaller rodeos on the West Coast and the Midwest picked up with a couple of rodeos, but the biggest average check of the weekend was one in Guyman by Derek the Gay and Coulter Todd. They both took home a $3,333 average check after roping three muleys in 21.9 seconds. Thank you guys for listening to another update on the Big Crossfire Rule Change and our update on the Pro Rodeo Front. Thank you again to our sponsors at Purina for bringing you today's episode.